0: Welcome to Fully Vetted Animal Care News from the clinic to the farm, presented by the Ohio Veterinary Medical Association. Thank you for joining us for episode 38 of Fully Vetted. I'm Kristen Bennett. On today's episode, we're continuing our MVC 2022 preview series with Dr. Christopher Byers. Dr. Byers is a board certified veterinary emergency, critical care and small animal internal medicine specialist. He received his Doctor of Veterinary Medicine from Cornell University. In addition to being a certified veterinary journalist, Dr. Byers works as a teleconsultant in emergency, critical care, and internal medicine for VET CT. He is the co editor of the textbook Feline Emergency and Critical Care Medicine and has published chapters and articles in numerous publications. He also publishes a blog called criticalcaredvm.com with the goals of educating pet owners and promoting the triad of care. To learn more about the 2022 MVC, stick around until the end of the episode or visit www.mvcinfo.org. Now on to the interview. Good morning, Dr. Byers. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you doing today?
1: just got my butt kicked at the gym, so I'm a little sore, but it's a good oh. way to start a morning, right?
0: Yeah, that's always a, a good kind of sore. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to to record this podcast with us. Of course.
1: Thanks for inviting me to do it.
0: <laughs> of course. We're glad to have you. It's hard to believe that the conference is just a few months away.
1: Yeah. We're in 2022 already. It's just what? I know.
0: <laughs> I say it every year, you know, around this time. I like, can't believe it's almost the holidays and it's gonna be a new year again soon, but this did year 20 so... did
1: 2021 even count?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it seemed like it went faster than than normal.
1: I'm I'm still getting over 2020.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the year that keeps on giving.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not in the way I want to give
0: right. or receive. <laughs> You're definitely not alone in that sense, Exactly. So. <laughs> well, I want to be cognizant of your time today, so we can go ahead and get started. If you just want to introduce yourself for our listeners.
1: Sure. My name is Chris Byers. I am a practicing board certified emergency and critical care and small animal internal medicine specialist based in Omaha, Nebraska.
0: And I see, according to your bio, you're also a certified veterinary journalist.
1: I am a certified veterinary journalist. I I like interacting with media. I like mentoring and coaching. So having some media training is always beneficial. So when that opportunity arose to do that type of training, I jumped.
0: I actually graduated from journalism school, so. Oh, nice. (laughs) Near and dear to my heart as well.
1: (laughs) it's one of the things that I pulled away from that training is I used to get so frustrated listening to politicians when they're asked a question, and then you know how they just come with their political answer. Well, now I've been trained to do that. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think veterinarians in particular, well, anyone really would do well having, having that perspective.
1: I agree. I think they would truly benefit. And I think a meaningful reason that they would benefit is because the majority of us are introverts. We just, by nature, do not like interacting. And I find it very, very funny that if you were to ask anybody who doesn't really know me, but who is in this profession, they would, I feel, unequivocally say, I am an extrovert. And that could not be farther from the truth. I am the quintessential introvert. I am the proverbial wallflower. And my best mate, who is one of us, would say, yes, he is an introvert because he's the classic extrovert. <laughs> and I don't know how we're mates, but you know, that's just the way it's worked out. But you have to put on this persona. It's not a disingenuous one. But nevertheless, it's not really who you are. And I think journalism training, media training really does help one adapt to a world that is predominantly extroverted, especially when it comes to making good first impressions and influencing perceptions positively.
0: Absolutely. Maybe one day if we can figure out how to translate dog and cat. Uh, language into human language, we can get some um, animal reporters and that will help some people.
1: (laughs) What were you thinking with that thermometer, man?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the, the reason we're here today is to talk to you a little bit about your sessions at the 2022 Midwest Veterinary Conference in February. So if you could just give us a brief overview of what you'll be talking about.
1: Well, I'm excited to come to the conference. Uh, The planning committee has designed a very practical scientific program, and I'm happy to participate. We have six presentations designed to really help the busy clinician on the floor Regarding six of the most common small animal internal medicine emergency scenarios that one will encounter, respiratory distress, nobody likes that. So the more proficient one becomes with that topic through reviewing case examples, the more comfortable they're going to feel when that patient is presented to them. Platelet disorders, specifically immune thrombocytopenia, is always a challenge, so we'll go through some practical case examples there. urethral obstruction in our male cats is one of the most common quintessential veterinary emergencies, so we're going to bring everybody up to speed and maybe even enhance their treatment regime for some of those pet owners that don't have the financial resources to do everything. So talking about some options within the spectrum of care, my favorite endocrinopathy, Addison's disease. If you aren't diagnosing it at least monthly, I think you're probably missing it. And so I want to make sure that we're helping people identify some of the red flags for that so-called great pretender, and then who doesn't need to refresh themselves in the area of shock and cardiac emergency. So always using some practical and clinically relevant examples, we'll go through those topics too.
0: Sounds great. So I see in your session descriptions that you have veterinarians and technicians as your target audience. More specifically, who do you think will benefit from attending your sessions?
1: So I think the way I want to answer that question is these presentations are not given from an ivory tower perspective, okay? I love ivory tower perspective. That's why I like working in ivory towers, because those people self-select for referral the vast majority of the time. They have the financial resources to do the quote-unquote ideal workups. But that's not the real world. And because I know that's not the real world, I've really consistently tried to develop lectures that are practical, that at the end of a presentation, a veterinarian or a veterinary technician or a veterinary nurse at any level of practice can immediately go back to their hospitals the next day or whenever they're next on the clinic floor and begin using something from a presentation, or maybe something from a presentation reiterated one of their skills and they feel more confident when they're on the clinical floor. So it's, it's not designed for any specific veterinarian or any specific level of veterinary technician or nurse. And I'll even throw students and house officers in there. Those young veterinarians, those soon-to-be veterinarians I think they would likely appreciate the practical nature of the presentations because we're not going to get bogged down in intricate pathophysiology. We do review some pathophysiology, don't get me wrong. You kind of always need to, in order to understand relevant diagnostic tests or pharmacology of some of the treatments, but we don't do deep dives into pathophysiology. We do deep dives into making an accurate diagnosis picking the right therapies, and communicating appropriately and successfully with pet owners.
0: Good deal. What are some highlights attendees can look forward to hearing about? Anything new and interesting in the world of critical care veterinary medicine?
1: I think when it comes to a respiratory distress, I don't know if anything is going to be earth-shattering, but what I hear consistently from colleagues is unless they work in an emergency room, they're, they're not consistently bombarded with these types of patients. So blood pressure goes up, anxiety levels go up. When they see their whiteboard say respiratory distress. And so we're going to use a respiratory pattern-based approach to go through a lot of practical case examples using videos to try and ease that anxiety so that when a respiratory patient comes to the floor, they're ready and prepared for it. I think immune thrombocytopenia is always a welcomed topic because I think we can all always benefit from a review of the latest and greatest in terms of immunomodulatory therapies. And I think a lot of folks, including me at times, attend these lectures by people who like immune-mediated disease, and they are near and dear to my heart. And on some level, they're expecting to attend the lecture and walk away with the absolute best way to treat a disease like ITP. And the fact is, as of November 10th, 2021, as we're recording this, we don't know what that best immunomodulatory therapeutic protocol is. And so to share options, to share experiences, to, the, to review the practical literature, I think is always of benefit to the busy clinician. And then, as I alluded to before, in terms of urethral obstruction, we'll go through all the gold standard, for lack of a better term for that. But what I'm really excited to share with folks are some alternatives to treating these cats when we have families who don't have unlimited financial resources, whose purse strings are a little bit tight, because the alternative is often humane euthanasia. And if we can do something that is quote unquote less ideal but is nevertheless backed by some evidence based data and we can save a life i think that's always a, a great outcome
0: yeah at the end of the day that's that's why you're here right exactly was there anything else that you wanted to cover in regards to your sessions that we didn't touch on
1: i think the one thing that i want folks to know when they're in a presentation with me is i want them to ask questions I don't want them to feel stymied by anxiety. We are all colleagues. We all learn from each other. And I will encourage folks to ask questions in the heat of the proverbial moment, meaning don't hold that question till the end. Because if you have a question, there's a good likelihood that several other colleagues have the same or a similar question and answering it at that point is more powerful in my opinion and in my experience than holding the question till the end of a 45 or 50-minute session and trying to recall why that question came up, what was the saliency of that question at the end of a presentation. So if you're in a session with me and a question pops up, just throw that hand up or yell, hey, Chris, I got a question, and we'll get it answered right then and there so it's of most benefit to the learner.
0: Excellent. That's great to know. In the meantime, between now and then, where can attendees find and connect with you online?
1: I love connecting with colleagues all over the world. So, on all social media Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, that Godforsaken time suck, <laughs> I can be found at Critical Care DVM. And I would love to connect with as many people as possible. So, go to your preferred social media, look up at critical care DBM and follow and give me a shout out. Say hi, we'll
0: connect. Awesome. And we'll, we'll link to all your profiles in the show notes for everybody to, to connect. With I appreciate you. that. No problem. I Appreciate
1: that. The other thing I would, I would throw out there because it may help uh, technicians, nurses, and doctors on the fly. CriticalCareDVM.com is a passion project that I developed in 2014 now, so it's been a while, uh, that is a pet owner-facing educational site. It's it's a little bit higher level than what you might find at some of the other more commonly Googled sites, uh, and that's because all of the information is curated by board-certified veterinary specialists. And we have weekly posts since 2014 on some of the most common health conditions out there. So when you have a patient presented for immune thrombocytopenia, for example, one of the topics at uh, the conference that we'll discuss in just a few short months, there's an owner directed handout on that. And if that type of handout is helpful to a clinician or to a nursing team in terms of providing the type of education that is your goal, then visit the website and s- take a look at some of the offerings there.
0: That sounds like a great resource to have, especially now where, where people are consulting Dr. Google instead of actual <laughs> veterinarians.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's again, it's a passion project. There's no profit associated with it. It's all loss, but we just love education, whether it's DVM, LVT, RVT, CVT, VN, or pet owner, I think we all deserve to get something that is helpful to us to understand. And knowing that most of us walking around are visual learners, and most pet owners need to visually see something and reread it and digest it on their own outside of a consultation room with their veterinary medical team, this may save you some time. And if it helps you achieve a goal of educating the owner, and it frees up some time so that you are either more productive or have a healthier work-life balance. Hey, it's, it's a proverbial win-win.
0: Sounds like it. Great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we appreciate your time today. And if you ever want to come back on the show, we would be glad to have you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to chat with the listeners.
0: Great. Well, we will see you in a few short months. I appreciate it. Until right. then, have a Take wonderful care. holiday season. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Dr. Byers will be speaking on Saturday, February 19th in the Pet Animal Critical Care track. That's sessions 427 through 432. This track will also be recorded and made available on the MBC virtual platform. Special thanks to Decra Veterinary Products for supporting this track. The 2022 Midwest Veterinary Conference will be the best of both worlds. Attend the live event in Columbus, Ohio from February 17th through the 19th, participate from afar via our online virtual platform, or enjoy everything the MVC has to offer by signing up for the hybrid event. Registration is now open. To see the program of more than 345 hours of education, meet our 70 plus renowned speakers, and browse a list of more than 100 exhibitors and sponsors, please visit www.mvcinfo.org. We hope to see you at the MVC in February. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks again to Dr. Christopher Byers for coming on the show today. And thank you to our listening audience for tuning in. In the next episode, we'll sit down with Kevin Neves, who will tell us about his aquaculture sessions at the 2022 MBC. As always, please feel free to visit fullyvettedpodcast.com for show notes and to provide listener feedback. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode like the show, please submit a quick rating and comment on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more listeners like you. Until next time, stay safe and be well.